1: The unofficial 40 from
2: Soonerscoop.com. Featuring site publishers Carrie Murdoch and Josh McQuhristian, along with videographer Eddie Radosovich.
0: It's the unofficial 40 on SoonerScoop.com. All right, we are back. And joining us, I, I want to say, is probably the world's uh, becoming the world's most famous videographer, Eddie Radosovich. You need. It's been pointed out. You do need a better title. But what is going on with the bromance between you and Baker Mayfield
3: these
1: days? Well, I just spent all weekend praying for for him and and the sins that he has had. Uh, because if you listen to any local radio around here, you would think that picking up a penalty is about the same as committing homicide over the weekend. So it it's was. Of,
0: it's a lot of Baker Mayfield troubled quarterback. There are, there are a lot going. There are
1: on. a lot of p words. In this market right now,
0: uh, and Baker was uh, very sound bitey. I thought yesterday, uh, talking As he about he should be. He should have everybody soft. He, he should have just given everybody the, the finger. He kind of is. I think. I mean, here's there are the a
1: lot of really, really soft people.
0: He could totally give everybody the finger if he wanted to. If not for that one stupid thing in Arkansas,
1: yeah. And I mean god forbid a college student be a college student because uh, you just can't do that around here these days.
0: Well, you would say that Eddie, you are a professional college student basically. You was, live your I life was, and like And I, you're was, still never, in the I was never I was never arrested. Never? Ever. Not even for like
1: I've never even been given a drinking ticket.
0: Not a was arrested. Nothing. Josh was arrested? Was arrested. I'm trying to think. I've been arrested but it's because I was driving with an expired license.
1: That doesn't really count.
0: But never... uh, I have been... I have been hauled into a room at In Cahoots back in the day uh, and given a talking to and my friends had to talk the cops out of not doing... arresting me, basically. By... And I don't know... It was a bad night. So I've had a night... Well,
1: I mean, don't let anybody in the local media find out because you'll be crucified if if so.
0: Well, okay. So, is there? Do you want to name names? Is there someone that is? Because I haven't read all the stuff that had been written from yesterday. I haven't had time to do that.
1: Uh, no, but, I, mean, I mean, I saw a lot of headlines. Just just driving down here. Pat Jones is a f- idiot.
0: I almost said the F word. You F-word. almost did. That was close. <laughs> well, Pat Jones. <laughs> Pat Jones does not put up with the slappies. That's just Pat Jones.
1: He went oh ten and one.
0: well fact you know i have to deal with pat jones this is another one of those situations eddie
1: tell him to call me
0: <laughs> he's not gonna and waste i'll tell him he's an idiot
1: i don't think pat's gonna waste his. Time and i, lo- I love i love pat jones but his whole stance on this baker mayfield thing is he's he's is, definitely it's near imbecile levels
2: what is his stance? Like, you know, just we don't want to go through the whole thing, but what's the basics
1: of what he's talking about? He he labels Baker Mayfield as having off-field transactions. He's had one; and it was being a college student, and, and then it, talking shit to Baylor. Like people yeah, have acted like yeah. that is the biggest. And it's your fault, Eddie. That's fine. I mean, I I think it's hilarious. I don't
2: understand, like. Do people, A, not think that that happens all the time on the football field? And, B, I've never heard of a guy getting a flag for saying something.
1: But, the, I mean, the, uh, the penalty, Josh.
0: Like, it's just like Crash Davis. He must have said. Did, did, oh, he, he went uh, with the C the word. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, don't know. I'm just guessing. I don't know. Because people <laughs> keep asking me, what did, what, did, wait, what, what did Baker do to get the flag? They never showed any replays. It had to be him saying something to somebody. That was over the line.
1: He committed homicide on the field, and he should be punished as such. I wouldn't be surprised if he was arrested after practice for uh, for the, some of the stuff that he has said on the field.
0: And look, this is like yesterday at his press conference. He had a press conference before Lincoln Riley did. Both of them were asked questions regarding, you know, his attitude, his personality, his his bravado. Like, is that the only thing
1: to talk about? Because it was a bye week. Is that literally where uh, we are at?
0: It's, I think, I mean, it's things. It's the fact that he had a game, and let's face it, we're partly to blame on this for putting up a video of him pregame, which I think, I mean, we put up the video when West Virginia and OU were fighting at midfield before the games. Nobody ever blamed a single player or the program or said, you know, these guys are out of control. And and I thought for the longest time, like, I, I've said this before on the podcast, like, yo, Baker's going to be this way, which he's going to be this way, he's not making any apologies for how he is, then he's going to start getting probably, the, as long as he keeps his nose clean, it's fine, but if he has any problems whatsoever off the field, people are going to make this into a Johnny Manziel thing.
1: Yeah, uh,
2: agreed it's amazing how much the narrative on him has changed because of the thing in Arkansas which uh, again the running from the po- like that was stupid like the, the, you can't argue that but the basics of it was he was a drunk college student like what, what does that make him in the top you know four percentile I mean like pretty much 95 percent of us went through that at some point. Now, maybe not everybody got arrested, but everybody drank too much in college at one point or another.
0: Who was the, the, I mean, I thought about this driving down to Waco, and it's because it's like in that Fort Worth area, it's like all new, uh, and I think that was where Des Bryant got pulled over, or, or not Des Bryant, uh, uh, Blackman, right? Was it Blackman or Bryant They got pulled over driving like 100 miles an hour or something?
2: I can't remember. Everything I remember of Black I don't remember meat. that.
0: But I mean, like, I remember all this stuff on I thirty five, like remember the receiver or was it running back for Texas that got pulled out and he was like, Hey, do you know who I am? And he was drunk. Driving I mean, like that like Baker was on a college campus, stumbling around drunk, not driving, and you saw him drunkenly walk away, like in his mind, thinking to himself oh, I can run away from this situation. And then he got tackled. And there was a lot of girly screaming that was kind of embarrassing for him, I'm sure. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand where you're coming from, Eddie. It's not... The only logical way to
1: explain this, Baker and I just need to go get drunk and then go teepee everybody's house. That's that's the only logical explanation. You with could, an Uber for you, a driver is what it is. You can take saying.
0: an Uber all the way to Tulsa TP Pat Jones' house?
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe.
0: I'll
2: pay for I'll that Uber. To, if we can call, make that happen,
1: I'll pay for the I'll Uber. I'll have to call some of my uh, jinx buddies. Maybe we could just stay up there that that, Look, that evening.
0: I was driving home from the station today, and, and Schroeder, George Schroeder was filling in, and he and Pat were talking about it, and everybody keeps bringing up the same point to Pat, which is. Quarterbacks have won the Heisman Trophy with a lot more baggage than Baker Mayfield has. Namely, Jameis Winston. And that's what I'm saying. There is no baggage.
1: Like, he is getting crucified because he talks shit. That is literally
0: the basis of it. Are you sure you're just not defensive because it it was your video? No, I don't care. I I mean, he, he called you out in the press conference. Your bromance. yeah. I I don't care about that, though. Let's just get into it. I know Josh can't hear anything. Sorry, I actually can. I heard the intro, so this may be one of our good days. Let's go through. Let's break down exactly some of the questions and the discussion from Baker yesterday at his press conference. Here's Baker Everybody say a
1: prayer for Baker before you listen to this because it might hurt your ears.
3: Here's Baker talking about his personality. No, um, I think... That's something that I always try and do. I think that's why I've I've been voted team captain is because I I always try and get the best out of my teammates. And and, you know, I think that I can I can get an edge on an opponent uh, very quickly. Um, It's just I always, you know, I'm I'm aware of my surroundings. Um, And no, I didn't think Eddie was going to be at midfield um, videoing, but he was. Uh, You know, but within those lines, uh, there's stuff that's said that it's not always caught on camera. Uh, so I think, yeah, my personality—it's something that never changes. So it, it, what you see is what you get. It just might not always be, you know, recorded on on the field.
1: You are just a great videographer. <laughs> Baker, without... There you
3: go, uh, Eddie, uh,
0: with his two cents during the press conference. Here's the thing about. Him a cease and desist. Here's the thing about the video: is you watch it back, it was clear Baker knew. He he knew I was out there the entire time He knew exactly what he was doing And Baker kind of does this little thing He has this tick Which is, you know It's like my favorite uh, Chad Stevens commercial
1: Is that the Fowler Honda guy? The Fowler
0: Honda guy guy, When he's at a Mexican restaurant And they put the plate down And they say, be careful, plate's hot And the first thing he does He puts his hands on the plate And he's like, oh, that's hot Like, Baker kind of has that tick Like, he can't help himself He is He's the little boy that uh, wants to play with the mouse trap. That's just part of his personality, and that it doesn't make him a horrible person. That triggers, but it does a lot get him into trouble from time to time because people want you to be. They want to put you in a box and keep you in the box. Don't get outside the box. You're not supposed to get outside the box. Yeah, stay in the box like everybody else. It's kind of like why people hate me for being fat. I have this theory that a lot of people, they just, they don't ever get to eat what they want to eat. And so they, they get really mad that I'm fat.
1: I have no idea about that, but.
0: You're getting there, buddy.
1: I don't even know what that means. You gotta get on a plan. I think I'm pretty fine right now.
0: (laughs) Josh believes the podcast, sounds like uh, by his silence, the podcast has gone off the rails. Unless we I had
2: muted myself. I did not realize I had muted myself. I was sitting here laughing about the uh, little discourse there. That's um, Eddie
0: and I are having issues. We need to go to couples counseling. I think.
2: Yeah, we, we might need to. You know, I know a few people. Guys would be happy to talk to you about your problems. Uh, so
0: okay. So continuing on
3: in a professional manner, Baker was also asked about his personal foul. Yeah, no, I mean, he definitely addressed that, and that's that's something that uh, it can't happen, especially in my position. Where, I mean, luckily we're able to, you know, rebound and, and capitalize the, the next play, but that's something that uh, it hurts your team. And that's another reason why we're so proud of Orlando Brown is he's eliminated those things that, that used to hurt us, and so I unfortunately did that to our team, and we were able to bounce back, or else it might have been a different story.
0: And here's uh, what Eddie...
3: I think would like everyone to hear, and it's Baker talking about
0: people. Eddie said the p-word. People, uh, Baker just calls everybody soft, basically. So here's a little bit, of kind of, a, must
1: be a listener of the a show
0: conversation uh, about Baker and about people that are criticizing him. The people that Eddie can't stand right now.
3: You know, realizing the position I'm in is, is a special one, and being able to have that effect on my teammates and a program, and and in the fans that come with it, um, it's a special privilege, and so. I think for me, it's. No, if I was a different fan base, I would definitely say they wouldn't like me, and I don't blame them. But at the same time, if I'm in the program, I I earn that respect from from the people around it, and that's that's what that's what matters to me. It doesn't matter what's on the outside.
0: Do you ever worry that purists are sort of get the wrong message from that? Or?
3: If they're being soft, they can come on the field. This game's not soft. It's not meant for soft people. Um, it's a it's a violent game, um, and it's. It's meant to be played with an edge, and the tougher and, and more executed people win, and so that's just how it is. And it's it's different, it's 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 changing game, but I think that's part of social media, you know, getting a hold of it, and, and people thinking that this game is something that it's not. It's it's still football. It's going to be physical. It's going to be an edgy game, a chippy game, and that's that's what matters. P word doesn't stand for purist either, by the way. <laughs> By the way, Eddie, I don't
0: want you to mistake me. I, I am not upset with you for doing the video. Like, it's fair game. You weren't the only one shooting a video. No. It just happens that we're the biggest outlet that was shooting the video, and it got put out there. I, I don't think that... And, I'm not even mad about it. And I don't, care about, I don't care about OU's administration maybe being upset with this over I don't care. I'm I think not, it's fair I'm game. I'm not mad at all about it. I'm just I just saying, think I'm not literally have, shooting the messenger. You have my like, support. That's what I'm trying to say.
1: I just think that there are some bitches being true bitches about this.
0: Well, I mean, do you expect anything different? No, it's, but it's
1: ba- Baker Mayfield. It seems like Baker Mayfield is the first quarterback to ever be up for a Heisman Trophy that has ever gotten a unsportsmanlike conduct during a game. I mean, I, I you we listen to it every single day for like the last two weeks. It's incredible. And everybody's talking about how like he's just like this some kind of just renegade, just crazy ass bad guy. It's
0: it's insane to me. People love a villain. And I mean, look, it's easy to look at like Baker said, if you're on the outside of this, you probably don't like him. He's easy to not like, and he really needs to play that up. I think if you're not an OU fan, it is easy for you. Now, I think you know there are plenty of like stoolies and stuff that think it's awesome.
1: I think it's just a clear division between a bunch of old people that have no idea what's going on in this. But this country. has been
0: going on. I mean, this has been going on since Jamel Holloway, even before that.
1: Yeah, and there was I mean, probably Thomas Lott
0: in a bandana there drove was probably people old people that didn't like it back then. Too. Joe Washington, silver shoes. There were there were purists then. By the way, I don't know what a foot a college football purist is.
1: Probably somebody that doesn't make it up past like nine thirty on a Saturday.
0: Well, that's kind of me. <laughs> well,
1: and somebody okay then. Somebody that has told somebody else to sit down at a football game before. That's just a crotchety old person. Somebody that is sticking up for. Oh, never mind.
0: Uh, okay, so Lincoln Riley was asked about it too, and here here were his Baker thoughts.
4: Regardless of what kind of player you are, nobody's valuable enough to 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 have those. And uh, he's 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 got to know where it is. His his energy and mentality brings a lot to our team, but he he can't cross the line. Um, he knows that he's got to do better on that.
2: How do you manage that? Because it seems like Baker's a guy that needs to be on that edge, you know, but you don't want him to go to that how do you manage that? And it seems like
4: it's something that's recurring with, with different situations, like after games, before games, whatever. How do you manage that? No, I don't think it's been recurring. I mean I think you know, I think he's had I think that's the only penalty he's ever had here. No, he had one last year in the I'm tech game. Like, I'm just yeah. about, you know, the flag. Yeah, but that's 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 you know that's the opinion of the outside on those. You know, I, I don't worry too much about those. If he's got something within the game that's going to hurt us as a team or he does something out, outside that, that doesn't represent the program well, then then we'll address it. But, I mean, you know, guys, you know, barking back and forth before a game, I mean, that happens before every single game with every single player on the field. So I, I could care less about that. Now, he does something that hurts the team or doesn't, uh, represent this program in the right way, then I'll address it with him just like I would any other player on this team.
0: And, and you know, the flag thing comes into it. I mean, Eddie is just shaking his head back and forth. But that, that, that's always been the thing about Lincoln. Like, Lincoln, he lets him do it. Like, he's not. Yeah, basically, Lincoln Riley just said, come
1: back to me when something happens that is important. Yeah. That's a dumb question.
0: And the barking on the field, I mean, he said it right there. People could be upset about it or us, you know, for showing it or whatever. It happens all the time. I'm sorry you saw reality. I'm sorry. I mean, that's not the first time that Baker Mayfield has probably told people that he's their daddy. If that
1: offended you, college football's probably not your thing. You probably need to go ahead and UPN. enroll Let's enroll your it. son in cheerleading and just do that on Saturdays. You
0: people are what's ruining the sport. That's what you're saying. You're, you're, you people are the ones that are responsible for targeting being yeah. what it is.
1: Yeah. It's just incredibly soft.
0: You're just Eddie's. Just so upset about this. I got I real look.
1: triggered on the way down here this <laughs> morning,
0: <laughs> listening to Pat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You and I were both driving back from the city at the same time, so we both heard the same stuff. You know, I, my, I thought Lincoln you should see my Twitter thought,
1: drafts right now. You don't want to. Glad I didn't uh, send Pat it. Pat doesn't no, no.
0: control his own account, so that's just. If you're gonna go <sighs> after him, it's just fruitless. I'm sorry, Josh. Go ahead. No,
2: no, you're fine. I thought Lincoln's points were dead on. Like, I mean, that – and he – a lot of coaches would take the real tactful, like, oh, we're we're very ashamed of what happened. You know, like, he knows that stuff does not matter. It makes no damn difference, and it happens in every game. And I, I think it's awesome that he's not trying to pretend that he's embarrassed or that, you know, we've got to talk to Baker about toning it down. That's who Baker is. That's when Baker's – I said it a couple weeks ago. I think Baker's at his best when he is a little pissed off, when he's found something to get mad about. He's got an edge. Yeah. Yeah. He He's one of those few guys that can walk in that line of, like you said, where he has picked something, he's put something on his shoulder, and he's pissed off about it, even if it's not tangible or real or anything. It doesn't even matter. He does better when he's like that than when he's trying to play the nice guy. And I think Lincoln knows that, and I think he knows – this stuff, I, if Eddie doesn't post that video, it it doesn't matter. Like nobody even realized that happened. If Eddie doesn't have one next week, everyone won't realize that it happened when they played Iowa State. Like it's gonna happen. It happens every week in every game, and I think it's awesome that Riley didn't try to pretend or hide behind you know some false ass words. He's he's just being honest and being realistic about it.
0: I. I don't I, I, I don't understand why people are upset about it but it is a culmination of things that have come together. I mean trust me, when and like you said, Josh, it doesn't really matter, so he doesn't have a problem with it. There are a lot of people that would just say, Look, it's not worth your time or my time, so just walk a straight line. Like it's just like with me and Twitter, like it's when I get in a Twitter fight. The next morning, I hate it because people are still, and you know, still commenting on all that crap. And I'm like, I'm over it. I I had my fight last night. I don't want to keep fighting about the same stuff. You know, twelve hours later, I'm I get done with it. I'm over it. I'm moving on. <laughs> I mean, uh, some jackass wants to argue with me last night about Tom Petty being Leonard Skinner. I mean, open your ears, idiot. I don't I, I don't know what that means. I gotta tell you, there is something going on tonight. I'm a little concerned about. We've talked about Eddie's picky eating. There has been a dinner that has been arranged. Not gonna give you a location. Chef buddy of mine, you know, Kings of Leon is playing. uh, We're doing this podcast on a Tuesday. Kings of Leon's playing tomorrow night, so some of the guys from the band I put together a dinner. And Jared Folliwell is the bass player. He watched some stupid food thing on Netflix about being a vegan or about the processing of meat. or I don't know. What the the hell those people watch? I don't know. So now he's like all on this vegan kick. So now this menu tonight... I I, I think Eddie is just learning this. His eyes are glazing over. This menu tonight apparently is like 90% vegan.
1: Yeah, I probably won't make it.
0: No, you can order off the regular menu. I told you that last. I tried to prepare you for this. Like you're going to be eating a dead cow, which I will be too. Gay Biker's going to be there. We all want meat, but I'm just curious to see how you react to this tonight. Like if you eat anything that the chef has specially prepared, I might. I might
1: like, just. I might just go on a fast until Baker Mayfield. Reapologizes apologize this for all of his sins. He's
0: trying to transition us out of this.
1: Well, this is an OU football podcast, and I still no, I mean, want to
0: know. We have other <laughs> OU stuff to discuss besides just ripping on soft people for an hour and a half.
1: I could go two hours if we wanted to.
0: And then we get no recruiting in, and then everybody's mad. We have a lot of new ratings and reviews to go over today. I just don't... I mean... What's the, what's the resolution, Eddie? What, what can be done to solve this? Other than just a bitch about people who are bitching about Baker. I don't know. So nothing. So it's, it's bye week is over. Iowa State is coming.
1: Publicly call him out, I guess. It'd be the only thing, but we've already done that. Six-eight done.
0: Is there anybody besides Pat Jones that you're upset with? Because that's uh, one person. And you're letting it ruin your life.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, other than the other moron that comes on at two o'clock, but it's not that big of a deal.
0: I don't know if I can let you say that now.
2: <laughs> okay, to Why? be fair, you, you no, no, because no, no, not, not
0: that because you now represent another station. You're, 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 you're becoming their top fill-in guy. I don't think at so. The franchise. Well, there's not, there's not, it's slim pickings, you're pretty decent. I enjoy it when you're on.
1: Well, I appreciate not that. Not that I would I ever mean, listen if he want, to that stage. If we want to fight, we
0: can. If who wants to fight? If Traber wants to fight me. <laughs> Nobody's fighting. Traber's had so many body parts replaced, he can't fight anybody. It'll make it easier. He doesn't need another hip. Eddie,
2: now him, you want to move around.
0: Right, yeah, ground and pound might not be a bad
1: idea with him, right, yep, yeah. yeah right,
2: that that's movement,
1: maybe a stab, no, I'll stick with the fist,
0: <laughs> stab with what knife, all right, we're getting a little too gruesome, um you want to talk about just kidding, football, this team, besides Baker Mayfield and Pat Jones' opinion on him, well, I mean, yeah, if I get a. I'm telling you, Eddie, if I get a call from Pat Jones pissed off at me because of you.
1: I'd be more surprised if he could download the podcast, let alone call you afterward after listening to it.
0: He's not a technological guy. He admits that. He's I, I like Pat Jones. <laughs> you should. I've said multiple he's times on Twitter guy. that
1: I love him during football season, but I think he's, he's completely just an old football coach that is completely off base and out of his element talking about this because he has no idea what else is going on in the world.
0: He doesn't have a Heisman vote. I don't know what you're worried about. I'm not worried about it at all. I'm just saying that I'm triggered. You're bothered by it.
1: You're triggered. That he thinks that some of the stuff that he said, like, like painting this guy as
0: just a complete criminal almost. <sighs> That's just the way it's going to be with some people. They're not going to be able to change their minds. All right. Uh, Lincoln Riley did have a press conference. He did update us on what was going on with the injury situation. Here that was
4: uh we're better we're better than we've been uh will johnson we expect him back robert barnes back uh cody ford back um we'll get Amani bledsoe back off of his off of his suspension so be excited to get him back uh and then matt romar still still probably end up being a game time decision we'll see how that plays out through the week but not ready to say one way or the other uh and then did want to announce that uh, Curtis Bolton uh, is going to have to have ankle surgery. He'll miss the season.
0: And the Bolton news, definitely not good. Uh, it is good that you're getting you know, Robert Barnes and Will Johnson back. I, I think we all feared that Will Johnson might be done with another concussion issue, which he suffered from last year. But to say he's going to come back, that's definitely good news. But, Curtis Bolton had kind of become the only other option for this defense as a pass rushing specialist in, in long yardage situations. And they didn't have him in the second half against Baylor. Of course they didn't get much of a pass rush. So you're going to have to find some way, whether it's Mark Jackson, Addison Gumbs, uh, maybe Imani Bledsoe does something for you there, but Now you've lost a guy that backed up basically all three of your linebacker positions. So John Michael Terry has to step up. Uh, Outside of that, God, who the hell even is there?
1: Well, I mean, we talked about Mark Jackson last week, Addison Gums, possibly. I think that, uh, you know, John Michael Terry, as you said, Kerry. But, you know, it sucks for depth-wise, but is it being overblown a little bit? Let's, you let's,
0: can't have a single injury, really. I right. mean, you could not middle linebacker right. because you had John Michael Terry. Well, he's going to have to move over, I think. We need to find out if Ricky Barry is still alive. He's, Ricky DeBarry. He, he was finally on the field
1: for the first time down in Waco, but he wasn't suited out. And I think that, you know, his situation, I don't know if he's still overcoming Mono or what happened at the beginning of the year when he didn't even dress out for the first couple games. But at the same time, you know how I mean? you know I many quarterback hurries Curtis Bolton has this year?
0: I'm gonna say two. Zero. Okay,
1: and he has five tackles. So I mean, they're they're gonna be able to. I think is it is it Josh is it crazy to say that they might be in a better situation because they can actually play a true freshman now?
2: Well, I mean, that's the thing that's it's just crazy. I mean, like guys, I, I tweeted something about it when that news broke yesterday. Oklahoma has six linebackers and commonly plays four, and one of those six is Ricky DeBerry. Who, like Eddie said, hasn't even suited for a game this year?
0: Yeah. Are you counting Obo as a linebacker? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That, and and I initially said five, and then I realized I didn't have Oboe, and he's listed on our scholarship chart as a DN because that's where they've kind of said. But oh, I mean, he's let's face it, he's, rusher, yeah, yeah, he's playing outside linebacker. So, um, God, like you just start to wonder, like, what do you do here? I mean, we all—I guess I say we all—but I know for me, and I think you guys shared the sentiment. It was surprising to me when both Mark Jackson and Addison Gums became pure defensive ends. Like I thought one of them would stick at outside linebacker, especially with the apparent, you know, no sale on Ricky DeBerry. So I I don't know. I mean, it's I, I know what Eddie's saying, and he's right that this is like Curtis Bolton is not an irreplaceable player as far as talent, but when you have no one else. Your next step is a walk-on. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's a problem. And it's just it's one of those, it's it's we've talked about it for years now, guys. Linebacker recruiting has been pretty good as far as getting real talent like Mark Jackson, Caleb Kelly, and Levi Draper. You know, you get on the list, but there has not been enough depth. When they missed out on a guy like Jacob Phillips. They had no one there to replace him, and it's just it's it's catching up to them now. It's like
0: early Bill Bedenbaugh offensive line
2: depth right now. It, that's a great that's a great comparison. You know, we
1: uh, uh, went out and got people though to replace.
0: Yeah, yep. I mean, you can't say that he was the depth sucked because everybody got fired because they were sucking at recruiting. They've had the <laughs> same guy there for a long time. Yeah, you have horrible and, depth at linebacker and.
2: Again, to give his, you know, I know we give him a lot of love, but guys, I still, it's, all these years later, he started Derek Farniok and beat Oklahoma State in Stillwater. Yeah. That should never, ever, I, that, that's
0: still one of the craziest things I've seen.
1: Bigger indictment on Oklahoma State to lose that game than OU winning. Probably, some But he also out.
0: started Josiah St. John, who tipped off passer run for an entire half <laughs> against Texas, and they lost.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's
2: true. That's true. Hey, he made Bronson Irwin into a tackle. So, you know, that was... The man is now, a
1: miracle worker.
0: Okay, uh, you guys can't do that to me. Bronson has my number. I'm going to hear it what from do you him mean? No,
2: and his dad. No, I think Bronson Irwin's a really good guard. He just wasn't a tackle. I mean, but he... No, no, that's not a burn bowl, on Bronson. That's the just not bowl, he was fit. great,
0: yeah. I mean, he was the reason... One of the biggest reasons they beat Alabama.
2: Yeah, he, oh, he played really well that night. Yeah, that's... I, I didn't mean that as a... A slide on him at all it was just that was a lot to ask I'm gonna say Bronson, kind of found a way to
0: make it work Bronson a better tackle than Derek Farniok though oh no question you're
2: right you're right
0: like way better
2: oh yeah uh, he he's um I, I guess you could say Derek Farniok's better at being tall <laughs> but really that, that that's probably the one win he has over Bronson, I guess you would say.
0: I was gonna s I, I was gonna bring up a name, but he's too busy trying to understand his coach right now.
1: Thank you, Coach Orgeron.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jacob Phillips, you could you, you, you would be wanted right now and needed.
1: Well, Hopefully things are working out in Baton Rouge. They're 3-2 and two and should be headed to a really they got, good...
0: They got a $12 million GoFundMe going on right now trying to get rid of him. Should be
1: headed to a really good December 16th
0: bull game. They're up to $340.
2: Well, hey, and the extra bonus for Jacob is in the off season. he was wrongly accused of rape. So that's, you know, double Ooh. bonus. Wow. It's all going his way in Baton Rouge.
0: Jeez. Uh, okay, so the the news comes out about injuries... Uh, mostly all good news. We'll see on Matt Romar. He's still... I mean, he didn't make the trip to Baylor, and neither did Robert Barnes, but now they say Robert Barnes is going to be... By the way, and we keep glossing over this because we talked about it last week, but it's been said ever since the off week that Jordan Thomas will be back, so there's no worries about him either. Uh, now, Lincoln Riley uh, did expand a little bit on Imani Bledsoe, and I think I know a lot of people... Want to know okay how rusty is he what's he been doing He's been practicing with everyone this whole time he's been out like He's, he's been doing everything but shooting up and playing on Saturdays Exactly and Lincoln Riley talked about kind of what their plan has been with him trying to keep him ready You know we've kept
4: him even though he's been on our scout team here for the first several weeks of the season we kept him in the uh the defensive line meetings we kept him over with those guys for individual we tried to just we try to keep him engaged as much defensively as we possibly could so that there wouldn't be as much of a learning curve when he got back. And so based on what you know we've seen as coaches through the last week, I, I don't I don't think he's behind at all. So I think it was successful and he got a chance to, you know, work against our guys, our offensive line. So I think there was some he was getting some good physical work during that time as well.
0: And the tough thing about Bledsoe Josh is we we've seen him as a true freshman. We really don't know a whole lot about his game. I mean, that's not really fair to judge him based on what we saw a year ago, but everybody just raves about the kid. Uh, You guys know, I mean, I came, I I
2: liked Imani uh, coming out of high school. You know, that's kind of where obviously my base of knowledge of him comes from. And then I went out and saw him at the Semper Fi game uh, and was just blown away. I mean, he's a guy with a great motor. I mean, he fits this defense really well from that perspective, he'll chase, he'll do all the stuff you want him to do. And he's long. I mean, he, you know, he's six, four plus. I mean, he, he really, he has the physical tools that you're looking for. So, I mean, yeah, he's, but you're right. I mean, there's all this enthusiasm and excitement for him. And at the same time, you, you don't really know what he is. I mean, he's, and even if he is as good as, you know, everybody seems to think he is and can back up some of that belief, there's going to be rust. I mean, he's going to need some time. I don't care how hard you work in the off season and all the stuff you're doing. If you're not playing football and you're not, even 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 if you're practicing it like he has been, in a game, the speed's just different. So it's going to take him a little time. People are going to have to be patient, not rush the judgment off of his first few snaps. But what I do think is interesting, it's something I don't know that I had really thought of before, but when we kind of had this conversation one leading into the next, does his return make it easier for a Mark Jackson or an Addison Gums to make that move to linebacker so Oklahoma gets depth at one position and they can kind of move some bodies around more naturally.
0: I I Is the best that we can hope for maybe, or that OU can hope for, that he's a better version of DJ Ward maybe?
1: Yeah, and I, I think that, Kerry, I think that you kind of hit it dead on just in that, that him coming back is going to help DJ Ward.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, let's face it, you look at DJ's defensive lines, a- defensive lines, they're kinda going the way of, you know, multiple rotations. I mean, you need to have a two deep that can play for you. So everybody stays fresh, because that way guys can play harder when they go in a game. If you're especially with the tempo the way it is, you're just not gonna survive if a guy's taking eighty snaps a game, especially in a in a in position. Not in this league. I mean Obo can do it, but that's you know, there's not a whole lot of guys like that.
2: Well, and Oboe's 235 pounds. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a different animal. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're dead on. And you know, people love to talk about the two big guys at Clemson. But the reason Clemson's so deadly, if you watch them against Virginia Tech and Louisville, it's exactly what you're talking about, Kerry. And, and the same with Ohio State; they can just keep running bodies out there, yeah. just never stopping. And so, like you said, when they do get that chance. Those guys are fresh and ready to go. And then when the starters come back on, same thing. I mean, so you just get a chance and you don't have that huge drop off. And th- and that's kind of where I think Oklahoma, it's been good news for them so far because you've got guys like Kenneth Mann emerging, Imani Bledsoe coming back. There is reason to think that that defensive line is going to get better as the season goes on.
0: Uh, one of the things, you know, I think that I've kind of focused talking with people this week is just. Oklahoma as a team, you watch like the bye week. You get to watch some football. You get to watch a lot of national analysis. It's clear that everybody puts Alabama and Clemson one and two above everybody else. Now, I think two weeks ago, OU was certainly in that conversation. But when you have a Clemson team that goes on the road and beats Louisville, they go on the road and they beat Auburn, they go on the road uh, and beat – who did they just beat this weekend? Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. I mean – God, and their defense is so dominating. Like, that team's a lot better than Oklahoma. And Oklahoma has to get better if they want a chance to win a national championship. And that was kind of, you know, how I posed this question to Baker. Just on, you're 4-0, you're number three in the country, kind of how do you get better baker last couple of years i think everybody's looked at alabama and clemson as two teams have kind of separated themselves and they're kind of getting that same yeah. type of hype this year how much can that motivate you guys as a team to get better and not you know just worry about you know overlooking people but actually strive to get better week after week to be included in that category yeah
3: well, i think first um both those teams are playing really well right now i think that showed with. With Clemson this past week, that quarterback's young guys playing very well, and they obviously don't even need to go into the defensive talks. There, I mean, they're they're great too. And obviously Alabama's outscoring people a million to zero. So um, it's it is what it is. Those programs are great year in and year out. But for us, it's we don't need any motivation from the outside. Uh, we haven't arrived yet. We haven't done anything yet. Uh, we'll, we'll be able to do that talking and see how we stack up against those guys uh, after Atlanta. So uh, I mean. For us, we don't need to worry about that. It's about Iowa State right now and uh, taking care of business each week.
0: That Baker Mayfield, he's already talking about playing in Atlanta.
1: Psychologically, I think this Programs plays into perfectly what Baker Mayfield needs.
0: Just like what, I them think, being third, them being yeah, below, I think that not being a, considered.
1: In a perfect world, he would almost like them to be fourth, maybe.
0: Well, and, and another thing... Not to focus on all the negative that we heard driving back today, but I did hear Schroeder talking about, you know, the quality of wins and stuff. I mean, Oklahoma still, it's not as many as Clemson has, but still going to Ohio State and winning, that's the best win in college football this year.
1: Yeah, it is. I, I would think. I mean,
0: TCU going to Oklahoma State and winning doesn't even compare in my mind. I think it was Oklahoma State's not a returning college football playoff team. They they were put in that position by the prognosticators. Yeah. They still have issues on defense. They still have one running back who is carrying the ball 30 times a game and may not survive the season. That's kind of my hang up on OSU, but
1: I almost think it the you you play a good defense. Like I, th- you know, West Virginia can get after the quarterback a little bit. Uh, Texas obviously can get a- after the quarterback. I think that their biggest problem is the offensive line situation with Larry Williams out for the year now. Zach Tra- Crabtree's battling, yeah, turf toe. I mean, that the whole entire right side of the offensive line. If they're healthy against TCU, I think they probably win the game.
0: I don't know. I think TCU might be the better team if they played ten out of ten times. They might win eight. I, I I just think that Kenny Hill is one of those guys that he played,
1: you know, I guess decently well. We didn't get to watch a whole lot of that game. Cause what do you we have, like 220 Waco,
0: yards, though, or something, passing in that game?
1: He's, there's going to be a point, and it might be this week against West Virginia. Kenny Hill will lose a game for TCU this year just because yeah. I don't think he's a very good quarterback.
0: I don't I agree 100%. Disagree. So uh, I pose kind of the same question to Lincoln Riley about just getting better as a team. Lincoln, you just kind of apply – things that you've done as an offensive coordinator trying to make your, your offense better over the course of a season to an entire team now. I mean, sitting there four and third in the country. How do you make sure that guys are pressing towards getting better every
4: day? Well I think I think it's twofold. Uh, you, you've got to lead them that direction as a staff. You've got to show them yeah that yes the areas where we're doing some good things that we gotta to continue to build on and you gotta show them the areas that we're not doing very good and we've we've got plenty of those. We have not been very good on fourth down. Uh on either side of the ball. Uh, we've, we've had too many fumbles offensively. We forced a few turnovers, but not enough defensively. Um, so we've, we've got some key areas that we know we got to improve on. So, um, yeah, you've got to put that in front of them. And then you've got to have guys that you have to have leadership and guys that are hungry enough that, that don't care about the four games before, that just care about us getting better and us playing at our very best. And we, we've not put our very best out there yet.
0: And I think that's the hardest thing, especially for a team. I mean, think about this team a year ago. They start out one and two. It was an uphill climb the entire time, uphill climb to you know, battle back to respectability. But they had a goal, you know, to, to win the Big Twelve, to not lose another game. Now you're at four and zero. Everybody thinks that you're great, uh, and just hearing Lincoln Riley there, it's almost like he's trying to find, you know, a Ward on a beauty queen. That's not putting lipstick on a pig. I mean, that's that's a guy that's talking about having been very good on fourth down on both sides of the ball. You know, we need to get more turnovers. It's, you know, it's... They're searching for ways to convince this team that they need to get better.
1: Well, if the, if this team doesn't think they need to get better, they will get beat twice this year. I mean, they just gave up 41 points to an 0-5 team. Yeah. And hopefully that,
0: you know... The, if you're an OU fan, you hope that that motivates them.
1: I would, I would hope it does. I mean, but if we, it, we're if also
0: it, talking about a team that has kind of let down the last couple of weeks in, in certain times.
1: Yeah, and if they haven't, I mean, I don't think that the the leadership is as near where we thought it was. If if that's the case, and
0: hopefully they look at Alabama and Clemson and go, "Whoa, those are football teams right there."
1: I I that's, think that's that they do. Us. I think that they do a little bit.
0: And they you might would not
1: hope believe under- that, but.
2: Yeah, I think say they've got to understand the margin for error for them is so much smaller than it is Alabama and Clemson. Those teams are, frankly, they're just more talented than Oklahoma is. They have more NFL guys on their roster. Probably, I don't know if two to one is the way I'd say it, but it's not that far away from it. I mean, it's for every one NFL guy OU has, they have at least one and a half. I mean, that, that kind of tells yeah. you. So they can't, if Alabama lays an egg, it's it's still going to be really hard for them to lose. I mean, unless they're playing a quality opponent. It, they're just so much better. Same with Clemson. They've gotten into that same territory where all their guys are so high level, there just doesn't provide much, you know, it, there's not going to be a lot of problems they're going to face that they can't deal with. Oklahoma, that's not there, man. I mean, they're getting better. I, I think we've all talked about 2017. 2018 is moving in the right direction. There's some good guys they've developed in the previous classes prior to 2017. But you look at this roster; it's not loaded with NFL guys. Or I mean, even like I mean, there might be. There's plenty of guys who are going to get a cup of coffee. But there's not a lot of first-round draft picks on this team. Well, when no, go I'm ahead, just, go ahead. I'm
0: saying, well, let's go into that a little bit. Just kind of latest in in, in recruiting. Kind of uh, touch on some recruiting here. And uh, we can get to our ratings and reviews, and, and maybe some final thoughts before we get out of here. But uh, Josh, just kind of take us through. I know it was a big, you know, big weekend for the coaches to get out. Lincoln Riley going out to Arizona. Uh, you know, some you guys were up at the Owasso Union game. Had some coaches up there. Uh, saw you know Calvin Thibodeau out and about. Uh, just just kind of update us on what this last week was like for OU recruiting.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I thought the most interesting one, you know, to kind of start with, and like you said, I mean, you look over Oklahoma's travel and they were everywhere last week. There were a lot of guys out on, you know, various trips, moving around. You know, obviously, they can't all be off game at the same time, but Oklahoma did a good job, kind of moving guys around as they needed. Uh, it's going to start with Lincoln Riley. He's going to. He was at, uh, as you mentioned, uh, in Arizona on Thursday night watching Spencer Rattler. Uh, OU's 2019 quarterback who dropped 77 on Desert Mountain who if anybody recognizes that name that's Mark Andrews's old high school so he may have some explaining to do on his next trip to Oklahoma but um, Rattler looks great Uh, the next night I thought was much more interesting it's not that surprising that Riley would go see his quarterback but on Friday night they went and saw Trey Brown the defensive end uh, Rivals 250 guy from Arlington Lamar uh, in the Dallas area and he was joined by Calvin Thibodeau, and I I had heard some talk that there was initially a plan that maybe one would go see Brown and one would go see Ronnie Perkins. Maybe they would both go see Perkins. There was a lot of kind of deviation on how that might work, but Ronnie Perkins' game, uh, the defensive end from Missouri, actually got canceled uh, by the other team due to forfeiture. So they kind of had to, uh, from what I understand, kind of had to make that work at the last minute, and Brown... It's a guy that OU's huge on. I mean, if there is, I've said it last week. There's there are few guys that are higher on their board, but you know, you look all around. Uh, you had um, Tim Kish going to Arizona, looking at a junior college linebacker. We talked about it in the scoop, a guy named Bryant Purtle. that's one of the better JUCO linebackers in the country. Nothing's happened there, but I think that's kind of interesting. You know, especially we talked earlier about all the depth issues at Oklahoma. To have a big time JUCO guy might might make a difference. Uh, Kale Gundy went to Arizona Western, and honestly, you know, it's one of those things where people ask me, "Well, what's Kyle Gundy doing at Arizona Western?" I thought he was looking at some of their defensive linemen. They've got three or four pretty highly recruited JUCO defensive linemen. Then we find out last night that they were out there looking at the tight end committed to Texas, Dominic Anderson. Um, that uh, Oklahoma ended up offering last night. That I, I, I and he, uh, after his uh, announcement tweet that he was uh, that he had no U offer. He fired out like three or four real, you know, hashtag Riley's reign, hashtag, you know, uh, the uh, STK, you know, the Sooner Squad stuff. So, I mean, it was it was kind of interesting to watch. And I, I think there's some reason to think that maybe even though his con- uh, commitment to Texas is there, maybe he'll look around. And, uh, you know, Tim Kish went to California as well, made a new offer in the class of 2018 uh, to a defensive end from uh, C- Cajon. I think it's how you say that in the, uh, the Los Angeles area. So Oklahoma is was really everywhere. You know, uh, I know Jay Bolwer was at IMG on Saturday watching TJ Pledger and Noah Kane and Ruben Unajay. So Oklahoma really just did a great job and I thought was as orchestrated as I've seen them use their off week. And I know you guys talked to Mike uh, Stoops earlier in the week and he was just talking about the momentum being so much better. You know, they, they have all this to sell right now with the big win over Ohio State. And I think they did a great job striking while the iron was hot and making sure a lot of kids saw them at a lot of
0: places. You uh, you landed at a spot watching an offensive lineman that uh, Bill Biedenbow, is that right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, on Thursday night, I went and saw Daryl Simpson, OU's Rivals 250 commitment. Bill, uh, Bill Biedenbow was there. Uh, stayed for, you know, probably about a quarter and a half, and then actually, I think, was going up to uh, the Denton Ryan Denton game. It was a nationally televised game. Uh, to watch a couple of linemen up there. And just, you know, that's as my expectation is that that's his area. So he was probably just kind of making the rounds as well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what surprised me maybe the most is the game that Eddie and I were at on Friday night, Union Owasso with Pat Fields and Jordan Kelly and Josh Proctor, along with both teams having some young guys that are interesting. No, Nobody was there. Eddie, I, I know I didn't see OU. Did you see any college coaches? Because I did not.
1: I think there was a coach from Tulsa, but I'm. I he was wearing a. It looked like a coach. I couldn't tell you if it was a coach. Sure. He had sure. a Tulsa uh, pullover on, kind of in the, the coach dress, I guess that you, dressing wear that you that you see sometimes. But mm-hmm. uh, I I don't know if he was actually a Tulsa coach. So I I yep. didn't see anybody that was recognizable though. Well,
2: then you're at least half a coach ahead of me because, like I said, I I was shocked that I didn't see anybody and. Eddie is, you know, as we can both attest, there literally wasn't anybody else not accounted for on that sideline. There was everybody and their mother, especially on the Union sideline, which is why it's always sometimes tough to watch those big Tulsa games because there are a lot of people that feel they need uh, sideline access. Yeah, just
1: letting anybody in these days. Seriously.
2: Uh, Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, do we want to have uncomfortable podcast, Josh? Storytime moment.
2: What do we need a story of? cussing cussing you cussing oh, no. at people
0: or people getting cussed at, at you?
2: <laughs> oh well we've done a pod since that so I didn't know that we needed that story but, yeah, I uh, feel like
1: it's almost free advertisement for losers
2: yeah I don't I there and you there. know the thing about that story that scares me and our members are going to know what I'm talking about I'm sorry the people listening that don't I, perfect time sign up and you can read all about this interaction on Crimson Corner um the thing about that was how bitter
0: can a fired recruiting reporter get Mm -hmm, subscribe mm -hmm. now for if you are too stupid
2: to know that i'm not gonna fight you (laughs) where i am handling professional business then i don't even want to make fun of you
1: because it's kind of
2: sad you're unbalanced
1: yeah
2: that that's not healthy like cease and desist from the name uh, yeah i mean it's, it's one of those things where you're just like wouldn't you, you wouldn't don't that, realize why this is not going to happen wouldn't you, that right? be
0: the kicker though like all the times that uh we've eddie and i have made you cringe with our behavior that you're the one that gets arrested and taken out of a high school game
2: i, I told um
0: i was talking
2: not long after that happened to uh, a guy that used to work with rivals um you know, I'll, I'll give you two the hint. Big, tall guy that now works for one of our competitors here in Houston. Um, we all know him well.
0: BP. I don't want
2: to name him. I don't want to – I don't know. I guess whoever I'm talking about will know who, he, who it is too. So – Whatever. Brian Peroni from 24-7. I'm talking to him <laughs> afterwards. I, I realized I'd said it. And I was like, well, it's already out there. There's no stopping it now.
0: And we, I, I mean, why, why should we mention other recruiting networks? We mentioned battling radio stations on this podcast.
2: Oh, it, it wasn't a... It, it wasn't a... I'll, Brian works for 24-7. He does a fantastic job. So I, I, too, it wasn't too. that. Yeah. It was more a matter of, is there anything I'm going to say in this story that is going to make Brian feel awkward? Because... He semi has a relationship with this person. So um, I guess what I was telling him and I told Tiffany afterward, like all I could see in my mind's eye, even when I was getting, I mean, because there was a minute where I was like, I I would love to hit you, but I'm just not going to do this. Um, That all I could see in my head was the local Houston news saying reporter gets in fight with other guy at high school football game. And there's like that close up. You know, grainy phone video of us like rolling around on the sidelines, like hitting each other. I'm like, that's that's what I need in it's my like world. It's like I don't think match. you guys would have exactly. gone. ground.
1: you guys wouldn't have gone to the ground. He's a one hitter quitter.
2: Yeah, it, well, you know, to to highlight it. that conversation just a, a little bit, it would have been when, a, when he threatened to when he was like, "You're going to get your ass beat," and I looked at him was like, "Are you serious right now? Is this, a, is this a joke?" He's he's a little guy, like, and that's not like I'm a big guy. tough guy. I'm not but it's there there's just certain things that physics won't allow for uh
0: okay so you mentioned going out to img any any traction out there with the una j with noah kane i
2: i think with una j you know there are still some things that could change obviously some schools maybe more regional get more serious or whatever the case may be but i if you, I don't think it's that bold right now to say that when he commits next month, it's going to be Oklahoma. I, I feel pretty confident about that. Now, three weeks from now, you know things that I cannot foresee, maybe that changes. But right now, I think Oklahoma is way, way, way out in front with him. And, again, I, this has turned into the Bill Beatonbow podcast a little bit, but I, I was thinking about a story I need to write as far as Oklahoma – Having needs through the years and when maybe they best address them in a class. But you came into this class knowing tackle was a huge need. And to land Bray Walker, Daryl Simpson, and Ruben Unajay, three of the top probably 12 offensive tackles in the entire country, that's like you couldn't, you wouldn't even have dreamed that as an OU fan six months ago. That's ridiculous to think that that's going to happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it just speaks to, and, you know, think about the guys that they're redshirting right now. I mean, the the, the quality of talent there, uh, the guys that they brought. I mean, it, the offensive line recruiting has gone right up there with anything Oklahoma's ever done at skill position, at quarterback, at running back. I mean, uh, it really, it probably is, Josh, the closest thing we've seen to kind of that, that AD DeMarco Murray pipeline they had going there at running back for a while.
2: Oh, I agree. I mean, I was talking to someone just the other day. About Adrian Ely and how he is developing. I mean, they they've got they've got something there. You know, we talked about it last year. Guy was raw and he had a ton of work to do. But I mean, I, I'm hearing people saying, you know, he's already ten times better than the guy that just arrived. And if he'll work like Orlando Brown, I, he has more physical tools than Orlando Brown does, in my opinion. I know people are going to think that's crazy, but he's every bit as long. He's got better feet. I mean, Adrian Ely has a chance to be a special, special player. Kind of like Bray Walker uh, if he will just apply himself. It just, you know it's like any of these big guys. It's how much do they want it. And Ely strikes me as a guy that has bought in to the Orlando Brown methodology. and if he'll do that, he can be really, really good.
0: Uh, let me ask you uh, one guy uh, that uh, seems to and I you know, it's interesting because A kind of rebounded a little bit here recently. Uh, And the SEC is down, but uh, I know OU still continuing to to work on Deshaun White, uh, the linebacker uh, out of Texas. And uh, I think he's a three-star, right? I mean, not like a, uh, I think a guy that's been evaluated by a lot of bigger schools. They like him maybe more than Rivals has up to this point. Uh, But, you know, he's been back to Norman. Anything kind of brewing there with Deshaun White?
2: Yeah, he was at AM last weekend, and some of the stuff I read and people I talked to say that went really well for AM. He really, you know, obviously AM got a nice win over South Carolina. Uh, I think it was his first game to actually attend at College Station. So, uh, and he made some comments about, you know, maybe enjoying the game day atmosphere in College Station a little more than he did in Norman a few weeks ago. Although, you know, one's playing South Carolina, one was playing Tulane, so it's it's not exactly apples to apples. But uh, I, I think... Right now, everything's in a holding pattern because I think it's pretty crystal clear that unless Kevin someone is fired or it become, you know, if Kevin someone runs off four straight losses from here or something where it becomes eminently clear he's going to be fired, I don't think White's going to decommit. And even if someone is fired, I don't think it's a certainty. He is very adamant. He really, and you know, it's one of those things where people always get on these kids about. Well, you made a commitment, you should stick to it. And I know that he's taken visits so people think that means he doesn't. I think that's what this is to Deshaun. He made his choice. He really, you know, as we all remember, he kind of sweated over it for a few days there when everybody thought he was going to make a choice and then it kind of kept going back and forth and there was a lot of conversation between OU and A&M. And I think that was the big I, that was what his holdup was. Is he wanted to make a decision and be done with it? But with all this someone stuff going on, it, it's. I mean, it's not fair to you know for anyone to expect him to be like, well, you have to be set to a and m. When I may be committed to a different staff, that's not fair. So I, I think that's that's what this comes from. I do now. I will say, Scoop had last week that he is going to take an official visit uh, for the Texas Tech visit weekend. That's starting to look like a pretty good weekend for OU. I think some guys are getting bumped back to there because of this 11 a.m. kickoff this weekend, which was going to be a kind of big visit weekend. But they're going to move that back, I think, toward Tech. And um, so I think that will be something you look at. If he makes that trip, I think Oklahoma still has a good chance. But there's so much happening at linebacker right now. With OU seeming to be a good spot with Merlin Robertson. I know Tim Kish went and saw his game. Uh, last weekend, so that's uh, OU's really keeping that momentum going. Uh, and obviously, Raymond Scott, the Rivals 250 linebacker, uh, also from the Los Angeles area, that Oklahoma seems to be making a strong move for. So, Oklahoma's in a good spot with several guys. It's just they need one of them to jump on board so that they can start to push White if that's the direction they want to go or push Scott. Or whatever it's going to be, because I've said it a lot. Oklahoma is getting down to the final few numbers, and a lot of them are locked in. You know, we're we're going to take one more at this spot. We're going to take one more here. There's not a lot of flexibility in what they're looking at.
0: You know, it's it's interesting because yeah, you know, it in in the defensive backfield for Oklahoma, you're going to lose Jordan Thomas, but you're going to get Jordan Parker back, who's still a young guy. Parnell Motley, uh, will still be a young guy. Uh, then you've got Trey Brown and and uh, Trey Norwood and Justin Broyles. Uh, I'm just curious, like at cornerback next year, is it do you do you do you see any of the guys in this class that could come in and maybe even challenge a little bit with what they've got now, or is it almost like they could afford to kind of have an off year with defensive backs?
2: No, I think position. it I I think it needed to be a big year. And I, I think, you know, like I've said before, I expect Oklahoma to definitely take one more defensive back. Um but you're right, at corner, I, I see a lot of promise in Trey Brown. I think it's pretty clear that OU likes Trey Norwood. Justin Broyles is a kid that it was always going to take him a little bit of time, in my opinion. I he was a kid that was always going to buy into the system, do all the things you asked him to do. Super competitive, so you know he was going to buy in from a mental standpoint. But people forget Justin Burles is coming from 4A Oklahoma football, going to Oklahoma. That's a massive leap, and it's not easily done. So I, I think that's that's definitely been part of it. And Justin never had the the overwhelming physical skills that Trey Brown does. Trey Brown well, jumps out of bed and, you know, runs sub four five. Like, uh, that, that's, that's just stuff that's easy for him and it's natural. And Eddie and I actually saw him at the Owasso Union game, and he looks great. I mean, he has really put on some weight. OU has worked him hard. He He's really developing quickly. Yeah. Um, and now, he was a guy, wh- to
0: be honest. You know, Trey Brown, I watched him in high school. If I hadn't seen him at the Under Armour camp, I probably would have, you know, been a little bit more concerned that he was just kind of another Julian Wilson type where great speed, but, you know, not great hips, uh, which I know you love hearing about, <laughs> Uh but, you know, just a little rigid. But now that I've seen him in action, it's almost like his speed can be so blinding that you're just like, okay, well he can make up for maybe a little lack of, you know, mobility here and there. Yep. Well, but, you
2: know, and, Kerry, I realized as I'm sitting here kind of looking at the information I had in front of me, kind of ducked your question. I I don't think there's any chance that Jordan Austin comes in and makes an impact at corner. He's going to need time, and I think he might end up transitioning to safety. Uh, Starlin Baldwin Which, is going to be coming you. off an injury. Let me ask
0: you. I mean, Jordan Austin, yeah. that that's always been kind of up in the air. He's had the injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, any chance that he might look elsewhere?
2: That, you know, and people kind of – obviously look to him as one of those guys where they say, well, oh, these numbers are getting tight. Why don't they move away from him? We talked about that last week. It's going to be really tough to do. But from the other side, you do wonder if Jordan Austin starts to say, where's you know, my spot there? Yeah, am, am I really going to be able to fit into the plans? Now, we all knew Dakota. I don't – and I know Jordan well enough as well. I don't think confidence is his problem. I think Jordan will walk in there believing he can find a, a spot for himself. I don't really agree with him, but you know we'll see. Now, like I said, if he can move to safety, maybe some things could change. You, you, it'd be interesting to see how that develops. And I know you know I kind of keep coming back, and again, it kind of embodies how much Oklahoma got out and saw people. He went and saw, uh, excuse me, he Kerry Cooks went and saw um, Jordan Austin play against Jalen on the 2019 yeah. safety offer from Mansfield. So. Oklahoma, again, they went out and saw him. They're doing their diligence on him. I think there is – it's a very tough situation because OU wants to have a good relationship with Lancaster because not only are you having a relationship with Lancaster, but South Grand Prairie and uh, – not sorry, excuse me, not South Grand Prairie. Uh, Duncanville, uh, De, um, DeSoto, you run through that area all there through kind of that south-southeast Dallas, excuse me, southwest Dallas, and you – those are great areas, tons of talent. Cedar Hill being another one. OU needs to be on good terms with those places. And if you go kind of turning a kid away this late in the game when maybe Jordan Austin doesn't have a lot of other options right now, you're going to start off on the wrong foot. And that's one thing when you're Bob Stoops and you've been there 20 years and you have a reputation and they know you've, they've, you've treated their kids well before. But when it's your first year, that's a big gamble to take.
0: By the way, uh, it's just about time for uh, us to go through ratings and reviews. Uh, we have been big time by Eddie Radosovich, who is was doing a radio show right now. Uh, he just he just left. He just bastard went to go do his uh, one of his many radio hits, as they call him in the business. Uh, but I did want to get us into a little bit of uh, of uh, ratings and reviews because we've had some interesting interesting uh, reviews recently. And to be quite honest with you. Uh you guys are getting the job done. I I think I questioned how good the ratings and reviews were were coming along after last week. It was kind of lackluster. I think we could all agree. A little bit lackluster. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, well, we had one and it was it was just far
2: too nice. I mean, and you know, it didn't strike me as someone who really, you know, sat there and laughed with us and then made fun of us when we say stupid things they disagree with.
0: Uh so uh, you guys have definitely stepped up and done your job this week, and uh, wanted to uh, go ahead and, and read some of the new ones. By the way, this is kind of our this is kind of our grounders. Like we love everybody's listening. The podcast is just bonkers. Uh, we're approaching. Uh, we had over seventy five hundred individuals listening to the podcast last week. Uh, we're getting ten thousand downloads per episode. Uh, we'd still love to love love to have more. So if you have any big OU fr- f- friends that are fan if you if some of your friends are huge OU fans <laughs> that's what I was trying to say Jesus uh let them know about our podcast and uh, go subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh SoundCloud, wherever you know you get your podcast from uh please go subscribe and uh, become a part of the uh, podcast listening audience now uh here's kind of what we've told people like we do love you know really nice five-star reviews and all that stuff, Uh, we encourage you to be honest. Uh, But our favorite reviews, if you are going to give us five stars, is just rip us to shreds in the review because we find it very entertaining. And a lot of you guys have come up with uh, some fantastic, uh, just really fantastic uh, reviews. And uh, so now we're going to go back to our uh, ratings and reviews from iTunes. A lot of people asked last week, well, how do I rate you or review you if I'm not on iTunes? And Well, I guess you could do it on Stitcher if you wanted to. Maybe we can start checking that if people want to start writing reviews there. Uh, but this one comes from Brad Frizzell. This is maybe the weirdest review that we've received. Something Missing is the title of his review. Five stars. He says, A semi great Podcast... With a key ingredient missing Perhaps a special guest appearance By former player slash head coach Gary Gibbs Will give this podcast a much needed boost Hashtag Gary Gibbs We've now been joined rejoined by the guy who big timed us just a minute ago well, I, I, Gary Gibbs on the podcast Anybody that makes sense to anybody? Is well, Brad Frizzell maybe Gary Gibbs? Gary Gibbs was always a very colorful person wasn't he? Uh, always
1: one for a uh, well if it was
2: gray and brown colors
1: yeah
0: yeah not exactly someone I would consider the life of the party yeah you know, he yeah, put the, he put you the E me, for effort on the helmet back in the day
2: Kerry if you'd given me a like probably what 50 75 guesses on the o, former OU coach that they felt needed to be on the pod I don't think Gary Gibbs would have been
0: any of those 50 or 75 I no, I you got Barry Switzer you got Bob Stoops Heck, Howard Schnellenberger, I think would be more fun. <laughs> he'd be drunk. Well, he'd be, That's why. That's why he'd be more fun. He right. could be part of the drunk podcast that everyone wants. That's what we Everybody should do. We should a drunk podcast. We should. Uh,
1: we should contact Howard Schnellenberger every week to try and get him on the podcast until he does, and then when he does come on, just treat him real shitty.
2: Are you just going to run that audio? They didn't bring me to run the wishbone like over and over again.
1: Just continue to ask him why why he thought Brandon Daniels was born to run the wishbone. <laughs>
0: I'm texting something.
2: Are you texting Howard Schellenberger? Yeah, I'm trying to
0: line him up. All right, let's there move go. on. Uh, this one is a really good review. I'm, I'm a fan of it. This was this review on iTunes from. And I have a hard time figuring out exactly what the name is, Hunter-less-tickle? Hun- Hunter-less-tickle-y. Hunt, Hunter Hunterlesstickly.
1: Is it on the? I guess I could look
0: it up. Yeah, I'm with you. Just I, organize
2: it by most recent, Eddie. That's the best way to kind yeah, of figure out where recent, we are. Yeah, most Yeah. Uh,
0: his podcasting review title is triggered. And this is pretty funny. My kind of guy. Uh, staunch Politico, Kerry Murdoch, hosts with Eddie Ratto, the much, less, the much less talented but far more likable sidekick. Literally phoning it in with a voice only a mother could love, Josh McQuistion provides the most substance, which isn't saying much. It's a five-star review, folks. Uh, we appreciate it. That, you know what I find
2: interesting is he didn't even bother to try to spell Eddie's last name, and then he misspelled mine. So there's no cues in there, people. There's no cues.
0: Um, did we? I'm trying to. The one by ougreg eighty seven. Are you looking on iTunes, Eddie? Yeah. Have we read this one before? Uh, where is we it? Couldn't I? have. We haven't done a pod since this was posted. Okay. Yeah. So this is new. He's good. Uh, well let's go in a couple of This is from ALN12 Greatest podcast ever is the title. Really love this podcast, never miss it, entertaining, informative, worth the time, keep it up. See, we enjoy those. We love hearing positive things. Eddie, I kind think of, Eddie kind wants of bland, me. To... But... <laughs>
2: <laughs> are we warped that we prefer when people are being awful than when they're being really kind and nice to us? There oh, must ab- be
1: something wrong with all of Absolutely. Uh,
0: this one from a board poster WF WDF 8888 uh, I don't think he likes me on the board <laughs> I don't get a sense of that not from this review that's just my own personal opinion. you
2: know that's not the smallest population right uh,
0: thanks fellas <laughs> is the title of his uh, podcast so grateful for the time you spend to keep us knuckle draggers informed see that's a shot at me uh, Josh is aces whoop He's that, you know, you get that super Josh fan. Like, for some reason, your super fans, Josh, have to hate us, like Eddie and I. <laughs> I don't. It's like a clear. No. Uh, it's because you're it's like. It's a the, recruiting and team thing. Yeah, you're like the straight lace guy that is not controversial. And we have yeah. that certain crowd that doesn't want any of your nonsense. Like, just That's talk true. sport. It's the just talk sports crowd. Mm-hmm. And they don't care for my art or my nonsense, (laughs) nor do they Eddie's. Uh,
2: It's almost like the small version of... I I think when we go to, like, rivals conventions or we're at camps where other rivals guys are there, I think they expect us to, like, start breaking chairs over Ketchum and Sukumel's back or, like, we're going to brawl with the Oklahoma State pubs or something like that. Dude, I've known those guys a long time. They're perfectly fine. I just... Whatever. So... It's like we have to pick sides. There has to be someone to be mad at.
0: Uh, Here's another fine podcast review that Eddie's going to rip for being normal. Uh, This is from Bixick. B-Q-S-I-C-K. BQsick. Great show. Five stars. I love the podcast. Way better info than the local sports radio. I also like to listen at half speed. Makes you guys sound really wasted. Ha ha. I've never done that, but to each his own. I don't know why you... I don't you know would, how you could listen to something like that. For two hours? That'd make the podcast literally three hours long. For some of them. Okay, so our final review. We've had a lot of reviews lately. This is from OU Greg 87 I assume that means he graduated from... He was either born in 87...
1: Guessing... I just read it. Guessing by his terminology, I'm guessing born in 87... Which was a really good year for a lot of really good people.
0: Five-star review. Title, The Dopest Cast. This cast is dope, yo. No, I didn't say yo. Uh, Love these dudes, especially Ratto. He's frat. Been subscriber to the website for years. Y'all need to quit using your frat bros slash daddies slash old high school football coaches accounts and get your own. Just buy one less dime bag a month. And you can afford it. Only $9.99. This cast, talking about the podcast, is required listening if you're going to call yourself a Sooner. Keep them coming, boys. Daddy needs to eat. My it's very, people. It's a very frat review. My people. So there you go. There is your... Okay, shut up, stupid music. You
2: can shut up now. Thank you. You know how we could have known that was a Eddie, another Eddie uh, doppelganger. Was if after Daddy needs to eat, it would have said, "Or you're going to get a spanking," and then we would have known that it was Eddie speaking to his boy Baker through the pod.
3: Guys, just
1: just <laughs> take a minute. By the way, I see. Just take a minute and pray for <laughs> Baker this evening because he's sinned so much over the last couple months.
0: Teas and peas, bake. Teas and peas. Uh well we got to read one more from our our boy Kyle Hughes, who I think is finally moving back to America. I think I read that as
2: well. I is think he not like lived after... in America. Oh no, he's God, he's been in he's Germany, been in, like, Germany. Really? Yeah. I think for
0: five or six yeah. years, a and long he time. might be one of our longest subscribers. Like he's been on board for a long time.
1: I I don't think that I have realized that he's lived in Germany for this long.
0: Yeah, because his. His time of the day when he like rides the bus to work or back from work... Like really early or really he's late. He's like really early, so he's always tweeting me during my radio show. Really good dude. Uh, five stars, a little bit of home is the title. Cal Q's. Living in a major European capital, I'm constantly inundated with high culture, world-class museums, ancient architecture, cafes, and the best restaurants, parks, art... Classical music, rich history, and so on. This podcast is not high culture. (laughs) What it is, though, is as good as it gets for information on OU Sports. The site is great, but where the value really is for this podcast is for all the -the in-between-the-lines info that you can't necessarily get from written articles. The guys provide insight into the background of what is happening and help us get a better feel for the mood and the happenings behind the scenes. This is an hour or so I look forward to killing every week and it's nice to feel more connected to the program since I've moved away. So thank you, Kyle. Very nice. All uh... Closing this one out. I know Josh has got to get out of here. We've got practice coming up tonight. We have this vegan dinner coming up tonight. I'm gonna have to eat a big lunch. Have you seen the stuff out of Baylor? No. What's going on? I guess like
1: Rumors, uh, Reddit College Football tweeted that rumors have been circling that Baylor running back Terrence William and possibly others are off the team, and he put up a Snapchat that said it was nice while it lasted Bu, with a peace sign. Wow. They really are trying not to win a game this year.
0: Burn (sighs) it down.
2: If you could tell Rule now that it was going to go the way it's gone, I don't mean the record. I just mean all the other stuff. Like, crap keeps coming up. Do you think he'd stay at Temple, which is scary yeah, to think?
1: Absolutely,
2: 100%. You would choose Temple over a Big 12 program. Like That tells you that they don't really need to be part of a conference. I,
0: I'll just say this. Just being down there, the what they're trying to do is they are trying to change the culture of that program. And I could sense that it is changing, but I mean... Those are a lot of people that are ashamed at how they carried themselves and what they allowed to happen there. And I think a large part of that fan base is just devastated that, that they allowed themselves to go there to defend Art Bryles and that whole coaching staff. And they're embarrassed that they had an administration in place that allowed to have that stuff happen. But, I mean, like, the, the stuff on the video board before games, it literally, it's, it, was, it seemed hokey. But it's like what they have to do right now, which is kind of, they are kind of ripping it all down and trying to rebuild it. So, I mean, this, this, it would make sense if they kicked off a bunch of people off the team. I just don't
1: know what would, what somebody would, why somebody would want to be
0: the guy that turns that around. I don't know. Because it's in Texas and I mean Temple compared to Baylor the, the fan base That you have The people that care about Your football program Way more Yeah It's so, true Alright uh, any, any parting shots Final words Before we get out of here this week
1: Anybody that's mad at me Knows where to find me
0: There's no fence built around you No No, not at all. What do you think you're going to have for dinner tonight? I don't know. Queso. They're going to have homemade rice chips. I don't even know what that is. Rice chips? Yeah. More vegan crap.
2: Can you two make sure to sit right next to Jared? You two be on either side of him and just, I mean, really woof on some serious meat.
0: Well, that will happen. I told him that there will be beef in the risotto. That's happening. But I don't know about the arugula salad Looks like what, I'm have okay a big
1: lunch today
0: so what are
2: Eddie's meat possibilities because if I can if read you risotto the, is
0: his best option I can read you the menu here that the chef sent me okay uh hold on it's scary Eddie's not gonna go after I read this I almost can guarantee it. <laughs> Crap, how far down? Man, I did a lot of texting last night. Oh, there we go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am doing... This is from the chef. I am do, doing... Ro- actually, some of this sounds really good. I am doing roasted portobello mushrooms with a mixed olive relish and pickled beets for everyone to share, as well as smoked hummus and tuna tartare with homemade rice chips to share. Eddie is just, ew, he's not having it. Then, arugula and asparagus salad in variations for vegans and non-vegans. Then a vegan pumpkin and coconut risotto with grilled figs and spaghetti squash with variations for all. eddie We're talking about Eddie, a man who I took to a fine Italian restaurant where he ordered spaghetti and meatballs. Uh, now, on the risotto... Beef tenderloin can be added. Shrimp or deep water Antarctican sea bass. For dessert, we will have a vegan coconut semi-fredo with lemon-zested blueberries or non-vegan double chocolate cake wrapped in phyllo dough. Eddie, your thoughts?
1: Oh my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can have a burger and fries, dude.
1: Yeah, I'm going to.
2: Hit Johnny's on the way. And just bring in just the biggest bacon cheeseburger you
1: can get your hands <laughs> on.
0: Now, this place is has legit burgers in it. No,
1: I've, I've eaten there before. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: No, I, I
2: just love the image. Uh, I, I was with you earlier when you were like, oh, Eddie can get some meat. Okay, fine. No problem. But then you were like, there will be beef in the risotto. I was like, Eddie's not ordering any risotto. That, that's like not going to happen. risotto? I
1: don't think I've ever
2: eaten risotto. It's
0: just rice. It's soupy rice. It's fantastic.
2: It is good, Eddie. It's good. It just I, from what I can other you know what I can call from your uh, food background, I don't I, think that was going to you be would your enjoy, style. You I would, don't
1: eat risotto on Tuesdays. You would
0: enjoy arancini. <laughs> arancini are fried risotto balls with mozzarella in the middle of them.
1: God, I can't wait to go to the Texas State Fair next week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what What is your just corny dog?
1: hmm Corny dog and like. Seventeen.
0: I don't think they I don't think corny dogs are all that good. Well that's crazy.
2: Are we gonna do like how long do you think the Texas pod's gonna have to be? Because obviously there's a lot to talk about with the game itself, but did then we, you gotta get into state fair stuff. I we, mean Do we invite Ketchum on the pod? Uh, Sukumel? Sucamel, maybe. I, I feel like oh, Ketchum's oh, just oh, gonna
0: be a, a fire shot. starter. Oh no. no, there's no doubt. Ketchum would just come on, just trying to start bombs, you know, yeah. drop bombs left and right, saying and, things, know, awful things. He'd he'd be hot, you know, leaving his hot takes. Any awful things that he says, I will one
1: up times ten. <laughs> we could just have
2: him and Eddie talk, like Carrie. You and I can get a, like a glass of water, and they can just go at each other
0: with hot takes for like ten minutes. I was thinking that we could start another pod, just Eddie and S- an OSU guy. And then we could do just a me and catch pod. Um, can we –
2: got to be really careful how I talk about this. Eddie, while filling in last week on a certain local station, I was say the part – Okay. Part. Well, there, there's several parts to this, and I, I've talked to you guys about uh, all of it. Got to be part of some of the biggest breaking news in Oklahoma sports history, probably. Pretty pretty big deal for Eddie to be on the air while that happened. The Russell Westbrook news? Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. That was pretty but cool. What I, I was almost disappointed. I was so excited for Eddie to get to hear that because I was actually in the state, got to hear it, all that sort of thing. But then on the flip side, I missed Eddie trying to play the professional while dealing with someone I know he was going to want to make fun of.
1: No, I, I I don't think so.
2: I, you don't think you would have wanted him? Or, no, no. I don't know I, that you would have. I think you would have wanted to.
1: No, he he's been on before. Again, okay. I'm sitting up on this ivory tower. I don't have time to look down at people.
0: Are you talking about Robert Allen? Yes. yes.
1: He's a good guy. I he's been I, he's been on the show before, and I've interviewed him, and everything's gone well. So.
0: Okay. Okay. Then I
2: say I thought that was going to be an anomaly. So no, I, no. I apologize. He's that, cool. That's
1: perfectly fine. Oh, really, he's cool. cool. He's good, though. He's he's good.
0: I'll just say that he's good. He's fine with you, is what you're saying. I think so. That's the most shocking thing you've said all day.
2: I'm I'm a little caught off guard by this. And I'm I even mean, maybe more he, he doesn't off guard like than me. Eddie, surprised that we are surprised. He
1: might not like me. I don't know. If he does, I I'm don't.
2: Real. That's not the part that surprises me,
1: Eddie.
0: Is that you're okay with him?
1: Yep. Uh, I didn't say that.
0: Oh, it's okay. Like, We're going to bully him
1: into saying something like, awful. I don't yeah, want to do that. It's just
0: like Baker saying, well, I didn't say I wouldn't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> About the flag planning. Yeah. I mean. Any any final parting thoughts or shots on Baker Mayfield since you wanted to derail the entire podcast today just on that? I
1: just keep keep him, keep me, keep everyone, keep all of us in your prayers tonight.
0: What will you do down on? You think that they'll have people watching you down on the field before Iowa State? <laughs> I hope they do. <laughs> I They're hope they like do. Spy you're and gonna have Nevada, your own like football coverage. Yeah, you're gonna have your own security guys.
1: I hope they do. If, they, if if you. that happens, I will go live on Periscope.
0: Well, just film
1: them. <laughs> just film them. Yeah,
0: just film them like you're filming the cops. Well, who would it be? Like you're a black guy and you're filming the cops.
1: I think, I think anybody that. Works up there I don't think they would do that And if they do I think that would be hilarious
0: What if it's that one cop The OUPD guy You know the Guy that's always on the road He hasn't been Oh like the big guy? No 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 not Trooper Or I don't I don't want to get into this Greg? The guy that has a dog? I don't know He's a good guy Okay
1: He knows me Okay He's giving well, me a ride home before.
0: That will be... From the uh, bars. I will... <laughs> you never cease to amaze me. With a um, Heisman quarterback. Interesting. Um, okay. I think we're done here. Eddie... I can tell Eddie wants to say one more awful thing. <laughs> I, have
1: nothing else. I have nothing else to say. I, I, I had some good... Texas stuff but maybe we'll save it for the Texas pod but with everything going on in the world I don't think it's very funny So
0: yeah let's be chill sad, sad about Tom Petty horrified about Vegas that was awful so, crazy uh, alright that's going to do it for us uh, appreciate everybody listening uh, go check out the website folks if you're not subscribing tons of inside information uh, at your fingertips 24 hours a day 7 days a week uh, Crimson Corner message boards uh, Lots of uh, post-practice stuff Get it as soon as we got it uh, All that stuff A uh, lot of great video from Eddie That you might be missing out on Post-game, post-practice All that stuff So uh, go subscribe Soonerscoop.com uh, And uh, I tell you what Until next time Appreciate uh, you Josh McQuestion. Uh, appreciate you Eddie no. For behaving yourself today somewhat Pretty good You were pretty good Pretty, Pretty good All right, uh, I am Kerry Murdoch, and we'll see you guys next time right back here on the Unofficial 40.
1: Podcasts from Soonerscoop.com.